。Hello， 这边平安。Peace be to you, brothers and sisters。让各种师兄创造这个世界，这个系列的信息。Let's continue on in our series, the Master's Design。今天老师兄是创造教会引进的世界。Today we'll be looking at the Master's Design for in-laws。你记得我头一个咩事讲到这个？婚姻嘅南岛，即个 message 啵。Remember the very first message we have in our series was the message about the master's design or the blueprint for marriage。我用创世纪第二章二十四节。And I use Genesis two twenty four。人就离开父母，及妻子联合，两个人住在一起。That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and the two and they become one flesh。这是婚姻嘅南岛。This is the blueprint for marriage。夫夫妻想离开父母。As a couple, we need to leave our parents. Only then can they cleave together or be united together. To establish a new family. But marriage is not just about two people. In fact, marriage is about two families. So after getting married. 的确，就连所谓姻亲的关系 ，you will have to establish relationships with your in-laws。其实姻亲的关系，早早是婚姻的，可是 expansion 是较大的关系。In fact, we have relationship with our in-laws is merely an expansion of our marriage。当然，关系比较复杂淡薄。Of course, it will be that the relationship will be a bit more complex。是第一重要的。But the most important point here， 当然就是 father-in-law、mother-in-law、daughter-in-law or son-in-law。Is that we will be having father-in-law, mother-in-law。Son-in-law, daughter-in-law. You see, marriage, this intimate relationship and friendship relationship is different. You have to remember that the relationship that we have with our in-laws is different from the relationship we have with our friends. That friendship relationship is not good. In fact, if we have we have not so good relationship with our friends, that's why we go lay on, logo. And then we probably just be willing to let go of that relationship. But intimate relationship is not good. Lay on, yeah. There's no way that we can let go and have no. Our relationship or have nothing to do with our in-laws. So that's why we need to resolve the in-laws relationship. That's why we need to resolve whatever conflicts or problems that we may have with our in-laws. Today, I'd like to share with you two very important principles. That is, 尊重及听 It's the principle of respect and the principle of love. That is, 略掉这两个尊重个环节 We need to take note of these two very important principles. 好尊重，好善听 We learn to respect. And we learn to love. Ah, you know, in general, relationship, we go pay up, really high level. And if we can, we can do that. Then our relationship with our in-laws will be okay. Let's go to our second principle. Let's look at the very first principle, the very important principle of respect. Now, the in general relationship. Among the relationship that we have with our in-laws, what are the things that we need to respect? We need to respect the boundaries set for each family. After our child gets married, they will establish he or she will establish his his or her own family. And we need to respect that new family. Look at this very uh, very important verse. Proverbs twenty-five or seventeen. Not to go too much, or not to go casually to our neighbor's house. Because it'll cause inconvenience to our to other people. Let 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 let
we know that inside our home, inside our own home, we are more casual. Maybe we wore uh, more simply clothes. <laughs> or probably women will have rollers and other stuff on their hair. So if you just go and announce to other people's house, it'll be inconvenient for the other people. So that's why you will uh, you will take note of this uh, very important thing. We will uh, take. We will. We will be able. Uh, we will uh, cross over the privacy of other people. People will not be happy. So That's why we need to respect the privacy of other people. With the same principle, after our child gets married, we need to respect the privacy of our child's family. We have to remember that our child is no longer a child. He or she is already an adult. Of course, in the hearts of the parents, our child is, will always be a child. There's nothing wrong here. Because we love them. But we just leave these kind of feelings inside the heart. We need to respect their independence. Respect means treating each other as equals and not using your authority to dictate upon the others. Especially when you're uh, dealing with your uh, son-in-law or your daughter-in-law. You need to take note and be careful in those relationships. Look at how Jesus taught us. In Matthew 7 verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law, the law and the prophets. You want how, how you want other people to treat you. That's how you treat other people. So this is the golden rule. This this is what we call the golden rule. You want other people to respect you, then you have to first respect them. We have this famous uh, Chinese person named Confucius. He said another statement. Do not do unto others what you do uh, what you do not want others to do to you. This is a very good teaching. It means that don't treat other people the way that you don't want them to treat you. But Jesus' teaching is more positive. In fact, Jesus said, how you want to be treated, you do likewise to other people. You want your in-laws to respect you? First, give respect to them. May the Lord help us. Respect is very important in a relationship. You know, you know, my mother-in-law will be celebrating her 92nd birthday this year. Sometimes I will be her driver. I would drive her out. 
would bring her out to buy things. I would bring her out to the restaurant to have a meal with her. And every time I bring her back home, when she alights from the car, she would always say to me, Thank it's a very a big source of encouragement for me. She's already 92. It is only but right for me to drive her around. But she would always thank me. That's what we call respect. You know, inside a house, there's only one woman who will dominate or who will rule. So when your child gets or your son gets married, when you go to his house, you have to remember, you're no longer the boss of that family or the household. And the, the one who's the queen who's reigning over that house is your daughter-in-law. So what do you want to do? The things you want to say, you need to think carefully. There's a Chinese saying, do not be dominating. Don't think that you are the boss. You are no longer the boss. You need to respect who or whoever is the boss of that new house. That is what we call respect. There's a relationship between brother-in-law and sister-in-law. And the most basic thing that we can apply there is still respect. You have to look up at them like your own siblings. My wife has five siblings. She has elder brothers, she has uh, younger brothers, and she has uh, elder sisters and younger sisters. Every time I see her older brother, I will call him, him big brother. The way I treat him, the way I look at him is like he is my old, uh, own older brother. When I see her younger bro- or brother or younger sister, I would call them by their name. Because the way I look at them is like the way I look at my own brothers and sisters. But we know that uh, reality and, and uh, theory, there's always uh, a gap between them. We all have different kinds of personality. Our own personality differs from others. But our parents, the, the people in our household, they have grown used to our own personality from, from living with us daily. So they don't find they will not find it strange. Our good friends already accepted our personality. Because if they found it unacceptable, they wouldn't be our friends. That's where problems with in-laws start. Because the people of the, uh, the, the our in-laws did not grow up with us. They will not completely accept your personality. So, 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 so,
not uh, that easy to maintain a good relationship. So, so so we need to know that different people have different temperaments and different personalities. You know, psychiatrists said we can say that uh, we can divide people into five different uh, uh, categories. One is a very open person. This kind of person is a very friendly person. It's easy for you to communicate and talk with a person. Because that person is very open-minded. That person can discuss with you different kinds of topics. Another kind of person is the extrovert. They are very extroverted. They're, they they can commit. They can uh, easily get along with other people. These people are activity oriented. So it's easy to get along with them. Because they want to be friends. They're very friendly. But this kind of person usually will not mind the things that you do. Because he that person is very busy. He will not mind the things. That you're doing. But there's a third kind of person. This person is a very thorough person. And this kind of person would have high demands on other people. They are, they are they have a lot of rules and regulations. That's why their demands on from other people, their requirements is, are very high. Another kind of person are those who are very friendly. They love to make friends. That's why you call them very friendly. So the first time you meet with them, it seems like you have known each other for a long time, you converse a lot. It's easy to get along with them. But there's a fifth kind of person. We call, them, we call them a very fussy person. These are the kind of people it's very difficult to get along with. Because it's easy for these kind of people to find mistakes in other people. That's why there, there's always this antagonistic relationship with other people. When we relate with our in-laws, I don't know what under which uh, a personality or category your in-laws may fall into. If your in-laws is very open, very friendly, then it's easy. But if your in-laws are very thorough, they're very fussy, then there'll be some difficulties. You would find that most of the time your relationship with your in-laws there's some sort of tension. So how do we face this? Let me show you this. I share with you this verse. In Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This is a very important principle. Do the best that you can to be at peace with other people. Don't allow the, the relationship that you have with others to deteriorate. 
可能无法查出战争问题好嘅延展嘅关系。Maybe you cannot establish a very close relationship with them。但系千万千万唔通查出敌人啦。But never allow it to deteriorate to the point that you become enemies。就明我系继续学习。On one hand, I continually learn. My relationship with my in-laws can be divided into two kinds. The one is, on one hand, it's very, very good. I can eat with them, I can converse with them, and travel with them. One is very casual, very ordinary. When we meet, we just say hi. If there's an opportunity to eat, we'll eat together. But it's difficult for me to travel with them. But we try our best to be at peace with other people. Never allow our relationship with our Uh, with our in-laws to become one of enemies. This is called respect. We need to learn to respect each other. The second important principle is called love. One time I've heard two sisters talking to each other. And they were discussing about their relationship with their in-laws. And I heard one of them said to the other, I've seen your relationship with your in-laws is very good. I've seen how you have shared meals together, how you have gone out together and traveled together. You know how the sister responded? And it's the first time I've heard people respond that way. We are not in-laws, we are in love. It opened my eyes. This is a very important secret in our relationship with our in-laws. We are not merely in-laws, we're in love. After I've heard the sister say that, and I, I thought to myself, is it true, what, what, did, uh, is what she said true or not? And I th thought about that family. And the more I think about them, the more I analyze it, and I realize that they are not merely in-laws, they are truly in love. Because they live together in a big compound. But I've seen how close their relationship with their in-laws are. So that sister was not just merely saying things. They are truly not just in-laws, but they are in love. Love is a very broad topic. Because love in itself is very abstract. It's hard for us to express explain and express what love is. Because love is a verb. And it can only be defined and proven by actions. We know that women love to hear from their boyfriend or from their husband that their husband loves them or their boyfriend loves them. 
Say I love you. To say I love you. 当然，咱咱无反对，咱当然无反对啊。Because we are not opposed to that. 但你想看咩 ？Think about it. 嗱，这个人永远只系吹头，跟你讲 I love you, I love you. But if their I love you is merely words. 但是人无实际行动嘅表达。But it's not backed up by expression or actions. 即系话，如果你听紧我讲得 ，Is that kind of love worth it? 听这个行动。Love is an action word. 想用实际行动将你嘅听表达出来。It needs to be. Backed up by realistic kind of action. In our relationship with our in-laws, let me ask you this question: What is the most difficult one to to resolve or to establish? It's mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. It's one of mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. This is such a very complex relationship. Because both of you are fighting over one man. Both of you are good person. Both of you love that same man. But oftentimes we find them fighting because of that man. So it's not easy. So you know, you know. 因老是这个这个这个婆媳关系啊，这个冇得老多的人来处理好些啊。But once you are able to establish a good relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law， 我跟你讲啊 ，Let me tell you， 其他两种的因老是关系哦，是真冇什么大问题啦。You will not have much problems with the other in-laws relationship， 因为你完全已经裂掉了。Because you have already learned the principle。好啦，点解未讲这个叫做婆媳关系以前哦 ？But before we talk about the relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law， 我就是讲一个真重要一个一个重点哈。I'd like to point out a very important point here。那万一你也出来是在我那关的，大大家搞你新妇的问题哈。If there is truly a problem in your relationship、uh, between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law， 这个最丈夫，这个最囝的兄弟，你都看出来。You as the husband。You should step out. You need to step up and then resolve that problem because you should not allow your mom, your mother, and your your wife to have a conflict together. Because that is your problem. The most important person in the relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law is the husband or the son. You need to stand up and you need to take upon yourself the responsibility. And you need to do your best and do your part in establishing a good relationship between the two. You should not just uh, just say, I, I, won't, I won't mind anything. Because that is your responsibility. How do we solve the problems between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law? Learn to truly love each other. It's not impossible. In the Bible, there's a very beautiful love story. It's not a love story between a man and a woman. It's a love story between two women. It's a love story between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law. Those who, those of us who are familiar with the Bible, will know who who am I referring to. It's the story of Naomi and Ruth found in the book of Ruth. Both Naomi and Ruth、uh, were、uh, widows. 
Look at how Naomi and they uh, showed how Naomi and Ruth love one another. Let's look at first how Naomi, uh, how Ruth, uh, Naomi love Ruth. how Naomi loved Ruth. The, uh, the book of Ruth started with how this family migrated to another place. After migrating to that place, the, the head of the patriarch of the family, Elimelech, died. It, uh, what was, uh, who was left there was Naomi and the two sons. And Naomi prepared uh, wives for her two sons. So after that, his, both her sons died. So what was left in the family were three widows. Naomi felt very sad, very bad. So she wanted to leave Moab and go back to Judah. But before Naomi left, she made a very important decision. She called to her to her presence the two daughters-in-law. And she sent them back to their own home. Don't follow me anymore. Go back to your own family. Go and get uh, and then remarry. Because they were still quite young. No need to follow me because I'm already useless. Just imagine. This was something that happened more than oh. 2,000 years ago. It was her own mother-in-law who encouraged her two daughter and daughters-in-law to get married or to remarry. This is called love. Because Naomi herself was a widow. And she knew what, uh, how difficult it was to become a widow. And she did not want her daughters-in-law to suffer her, the same fate that she was suffering. We find this to be a very precious uh, kind of a mother-in-law. Why? Because Naomi looked at her daughters-in-law just like she would look upon her own daughters. Look at, let's go back to the book of Ruth. Every time she would call her daughters-in-law, she would call them my daughter. So she treated her own daughters-in-law like she would treat her own daughters. Let me ask for those who are mothers here who wants to see their own daughters suffer. Let me ask you if your daughter-in-law daughter is suffering <laughs> would you feel bad? 
Yang saya lihat, simpul tu saya ani luar. I mean that's that's her fate. That's that daughter-in-law. Oh, tengok, tengok tu simpul macam ani. That's what I was. Uh, that's what I had to endure as a daughter-in-law. Oh, semak kau ah. What the what difficulty is there? Lang tu si ani lah. That's how people are. They treat their daughters and their daughters-in-law differently. But Naomi wasn't like that. Because Naomi loved Ruth like her own daughter. So that's why she was sending them away. No need to suffer with me. Go and remarry. That was Naomi's love for Ruth. But in chapter one, we also see another uh, another perspective. And how Ruth loved Naomi. Because after Naomi asked the two daughters-in-law to leave, both of them wept. Both of them refused to leave. But one of them left. But Ruth refused to leave. And then she responded. Uh, the Bible sa- said that uh, uh, Ruth did not want to leave. How come she did not want to leave? What was there in Naomi that uh, that made Ruth want to stay? Uh, was Naomi rich? She was a poor widow. She was rich. Probably you can say, oh, that's the reason she won't leave. After she dies, everything that she has will be mine. But Naomi was penniless. In chapter 2, Naomi had to, uh, Ruth had to scavenge for food for them to eat. So he was the one taking care of the old uh, widow. How come she did not want to leave? It's very simple. Because Ruth loved Naomi just like she loved her own mother. She cannot bear uh, to leave her nor bear to see her suffer. She cannot bear to see her own mother-in-law uh, leave by herself to live in Utah, uh, Judah by herself. That's why Ruth made this very famous response. But Ruth replied, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. It's like they're exchanging wedding vows. It's uh, the, the, what they were sharing to each other. It's like a wedding vows between the groom and the wife. That was the love of uh, Ruth towards Naomi. You got chapter one. Look at chapter one. Uh, Ruth loved Naomi. Just like she loved her own mother. 
And Naomi loved Ruth. Just like she loved her own daughter. That's chapter one. But look at chapter two. In chapter two, we see Ruth's love for Naomi in action. Because in chapter 1, we just read their response verbally. Um, chapter 2, we see action. Love is action. Love is action. Look at chapter 2, verse 2. And Ruth, the, uh, the Moabite, said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. So when the two widows went back to Judah, the very first problem is uh, their food. Because they had no money to buy food. How can the two widows survive? There's only one solution. They have to beg. Because there's a regulation there in Judah. When they harvest, those that fall to the ground cannot be picked up and allow it will be they'll be allowing other people to pick it up for them. So Ruth said to Naomi, Allow me to go to do, to pick up this lo- leftover grace. Because this is the solution when there's no solution. In chapter 2, we see Ruth working from, uh, from morning till evening. She industriously worked and scavenged for food. In verse 17, uh, in chapter 2, it tells us that uh, Ruth worked the whole day to get one ephah, which is uh, equivalent to 22 liters. These are, this is a lot. Remember, you're not harvesting. You're merely picking up the leftovers. You'll pick up uh, the, these left behind uh, grains one after the other. It's not easy. But she worked hard. Because she wanted to take care of her mother-in-law who was already old in age. And she proved her love through her actions. But look at chapter 3. We see the opposite. We see Naomi's love for Ruth in action. In chapter 2, it was Ruth's uh, action. In chapter 3, it was Naomi's action. So the main character in chapter 2 was Ruth. The main character in chapter 3 was Naomi. Look at chapter 3 verse 1. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. This mother-in-law just said that made this statement to her. I must find a home for you. I must find a home for you. This is a sign of mutual love. 
你听啩，我是听你。You love me and I love you back。你讲我缺蜜水，我讲你借住个好嘅好嘅家庭。You are finding food for me, I will find a home for you。所以加路得净系办法。So that's why she taught Ruth a method。佢一件净系佢就波阿斯，即系波阿苏，即系债主。And she went, she went to Boaz。咁真系听落真奇怪啦，真奇怪。Probably find it very strange。原来波阿斯咁。这个老阿妈也也丈夫是亲呢。We are、uh, from from studying the book, we will know that Boaz is a relative of uh, uh, the late husband of Naomi, Elimelech. 犹太人有一个真特别的诶文化。In the culture, in the Jewish culture， 这个第一亲的诶亲属有通为你的你的你的出来人哦，留一个名去每一对啊。You can、uh, the the nearest of kin. Will provide for you a method for you to buy your back your land. Because Naomi's husband was already dead. She,、uh, nothing was left. Boaz had the responsibility of taking care of that family. In fact, one of his responsibilities to take as his wife or one of the widows. 使一个家归好伊个亲人啦。And to produce a son for her, so that the the name will continue. 嗱，即系咁样嘅中国人嘅文化就完全冇神嘅啦。Of course, it's totally different from Chinese culture. 所以，所以嗱，真系真咁样真奇怪，就是。That's why we find it to be strange. 但系唔要紧啦，唔要紧啦。But it's okay. 呢个系犹太人嘅文化。This is their their culture. 但系第一样嘢系，嗬。But the most important point here. 罗德对，啊，即系老王咪对罗德佢笑过。Naomi thought of a method for Ruth. 即系帮衬嗰只嘅，即系即。How to provide for a, a, a family that will provide for the future of, of the Ruth? In chapter three, in chapter three, Ruth followed and obeyed Naomi's advice and went to look for Boaz. So, this is the rest is history. So, it became Boaz's wife. And Ruth became the wife of Boaz. Oh, now look at chapter four. Look at chapter four. In chapter four, you see another thing. In chapter four, you see another. How Naomi and and Ruth、uh, once more love each other. Look at this PowerPoint. Look at chapter one and chapter four. It talks about these two、uh, loving each other. But in in middle, chapter two talks about Ruth's love for Naomi, and in chapter three talks about Naomi's love for Ruth. So may the Lord help us. And in chapter four, we find a grand conclusion. Boaz really took Ruth as his wife. And Ruth got pregnant, and she gave birth to a son. Look at chapter four, verse sixteen. And Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. Look at verse fifteen. 如果这个这个铁力的精神，弘扬你的老，因为爱慕你这个这个义父所赐的，有这个新妇比我这个家更加好。He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, have has given him birth. 那老阿妈，我为了得起了这个家庭。Naomi found a new family. 老阿妈 ，Naomi Naomi found a new family for Ruth. 老爹嘞。将这个老阿妈接来
And Ruth accepted Naomi. And allowed Naomi to take care of the son that he, she bore. So you take care of me, I take care of you. We know that it's, uh, the relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law is oftentimes very complicated. But the Bible left this story for us to learn. How we can learn from them and love each other. How a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law can love each other. If you truly learn to love each other, all the rest of the relationship between the in-laws will be easily resolved to love and to respect. There are two pillars in the relationship that will stabilize your family. But allow me to say many times in our relationship it's because we don't know how to speak carefully. So that's why in, in between in-laws we need to be careful with our speech. There are four things I'd like to point out. The first Learn to speak respectfully. Especially when you live together. When you wake up. Good morning. When we see each other, we greet each other good morning. Especially the younger one should initiate the greeting. This is very basic uh, respect. When you come home from other people, and when you come home from outside, when, when you see each other, you have to say, you have to greet each other and talk to each other. Don't just go out and come back silently. This is basic courtesy. That's why courtesy is very important. Courtesy and respect is the ointment that will rob, uh, that will uh, lubricate the relationship between two people. So, the first, learn to speak respectfully. Daddy, the second, do not speak ill of your in-laws. You know, in the relationship between in-laws, never speak ill of your in-laws outside or behind their back. Because there is no secret in this world. Today, if you speak something, sooner or later, it'll reach the ears of other people. Of course, it'll not. Uh, it'll destroy your relationship. Especially in the in the eyes of the in-laws. Speak more good things than bad things. Praise more, criticize less. Don't criticize your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law. Don't criticize your father or mother-in-law. If you often speak good things, relationship will be good. I've been a son-in-law for 31 years. I have yet to hear my mother-in-law say ill, speak ill of me. So That's why our relationship is so good. Never speak ill of other people. The third, no, never 
spread things about them or talk about them behind their back. Sometimes we don't feel good. Emotionally, we are not happy. Sometimes we will say things that are not nice to hear. When you hear our in-laws say something like that, don't spread it nor, don't, nor talk about don't, it. Don't tell on other people about what they said. Yes, it's true that they made those statements. But these are words that came out of emotion. Because after saying this, it's over. Why do you need to spread it? The Lord help us. Sad to say, this is called gossiping. Don't often want to hear the gossips of other people. Remember, Remember, if you listen to somebody speak ill of other people or gossip about other people, one day he or she will be gossiping about you. And it will destroy the relationships among the in-laws. So remember, never talk ill of other people. It's okay if they give compliment or give praise. But words of criticisms don't share it to other people because it will not be beneficial. The last one, please learn. Do not address them with a commanding tone. Use a respectful tone. You know, among friends, when we converse, we often would respect each other. Because if you don't respect each other, then we won't have friends. For example, if you call somebody up, you tell your friend, Tomorrow will you be going to church? I will be going to church. Is it convenient for you to drop by and, and I got, so that I can go with you? If you speak like that, the, the opposing party can say yes or no. Okay, no problem. Probably you'll say yes, okay, no problem. Or the person will say it's not possible because uh, I won't be able to pick you up tomorrow. There's no problem among the two of you. But if you use a commanding tone, tomorrow you'll be going to church, right? You have to pick me up. If you speak like that, you will leave no room for the person to politely say no because if that you say no, you, you, he knows you will be offended. If, if that's the way you speak, sooner or later you will have no friends. But the problem is, when, when among in-laws, we rarely use a respectful tone in talking to each other. Sunday, everyone should come home. Come here and eat. So whether it's a son-in-law or daughter-in-law, they cannot say no. It seems like it's it's their fault if you don't go home. If it's truly they have another thing to do or another affair to attend to and they cannot go oh, home, you'll be angry. Because that's your command that everyone comes home to eat. That's not the way it should be. That's, uh, this is how you should speak. 
Are you able to come here on Sunday and eat? Yes or no? Give the opposed uh, opponent uh, the opposing party a leeway for them to say yes or no. say no. If they say no, you can say it's okay next week then. You will see that your relationship will change. As I've said a while ago, our relationship with our in-laws is merely an expansion of our relationship in our marriage. We need to use the respect and love as a pillar or the boundaries. We use, uh, we use our best effort to be at peace with other people. Maybe it will never be very, very good or perfect. But we use uh, the best effort that we can. We do our best to be at peace with them. May the Lord bless each one of us. Especially when it comes to our extended family. May the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. Once more for your reminder, Lord, especially in this very uh, complex relationship with our in-laws, Lord. Thank you for the reminder that we need to respect, we need to love each other, Lord, like, uh, and accept them as our own family, Lord, because that's the way you want us to have a relationship with them, that we will establish relationship instead of burning bridges, Lord. Help us to establish harmony in their family, to be at peace with other people to the best that we can, so that if they are not Christians, Lord, we can uh, encourage them to come to know you. And if they're Christians, we can enhance their relationship with you, Lord. Help us to establish a good uh, relationship with our in-laws, be it our father-in-law, mother-in-law, or, or uh, brothers or sisters-in-law, Lord. Help us to be able to uh, establish a family, a relationship that blesses and honor your name, Lord. This is our prayer in the name for Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Next week, let's talk about how we can establish a happy and prospering family. Let's meet again next week. God bless.